0: This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of
1: Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale and honored to be part of
2: the following is brought to you in association with and from a proud
0: partner of the Shining Wizards Network Entertainment here. High Five Tom. Well, what up, High Fivers? It's your boy. High Five Tom. And I've got Derry, New Hampshire's own William Mercer Jr. on the other line. Will, long time no talk, my friend. How you been?
2: Feels like I never left.
0: It's weird. I know. It's kind of weird. I was thinking maybe we should make up stuff that happened um, since we last talked. But, yeah, that'd be too much, you know, thinking on a Sunday night. So, uh, you know, I'll
2: just say the shampoo cleared up everything.
0: <laughs> that's uh that, that's good my friend so hopefully your uh your long stretch of work went well by the time this drops and everything so um yeah we were kind of talking a pre-production role we'll real again so the batman huh
2: the batman highly recommend it
0: yeah i had no idea it was so like graphic and, and violent in a good way
2: they try to do a more, I don't know, grounded is the way the word I want to use. Okay. But if we're, uh, if we want to chat that up, I mean, first of all, I highly recommend the movie. I mean, it is over two hours long, so make sure you got your snacks, your Bev. I mean, you're watching it at home at this point, so, you know, you could pause it if you had to step away. But, you know, get cozy. Enjoy, and then uh, I was telling Tom for some uh, some further reading, if you do enjoy uh, The Batman, I would recommend checking out Batman the Impostor is a newer one by, uh, I don't remember the author, but Andrea Sorrentino. Is uh, the illustrator? Uh, he's one of my favorite. He did, his splash pages and like his compositions are bananas, amazing, amazing stuff. Um, he does a lot of work with a guy named Jeff Lemire. So like they worked on Swamp Thing together. Tie it back to the last episode we did. Um, they did some Green Arrow stuff together, and they also do their Bone Orchard Mythos. Um, it's spooky season, so. They also put out their series called Gideon Falls is out in two deluxe hardcovers. Highly recommend. That's cool. even if you just even if you just even if you're not really interested in a story, a scary story. I recommend it. I would buy it just for the artwork. Yeah, it's it's fucking ridiculous yeah. what these guys can do.
0: It really is
2: in the the way not as much with Gideon Falsman some of the newer stuff, the amount of stuff that he does in the negative space, like in some of the newer stuff, he does stuff in like the borders between panels. So like, there's other, like there's just like stuff everywhere to like get caught up in. But uh, check out Batman, the imposter and check out Batman year one by Frank Miller. Cause there's a lot of stuff in the Batman that draws from that particular volume of Batman,
0: Frank uh, Frank Miller. I'm assuming of Sin City fame, correct?
2: Same same fellow. Yep,
0: see, I, I do know a little bit Will.
2: So um, um, you'll see a lot of stuff. I mean, the there is one the, the, there's a panel that cracks me up where Bat where Bruce Wayne punches a tree and it breaks in half. I'm like, what? That, that's a little silly. <laughs> <laughs> like he's talking about, like, oh, you know, I, I cracked a rib from that, that fall. This, I'm in so much pain, but he's also out in the woods fucking punching trees. So,
0: so I just, uh, I you know, I, I have access to these things. So I, I just Googled it real quick uh, um, Batman. And there's a Batman Turkey, Will. There's a city in Turkey called Batman.
2: I'm gonna have to move there.
0: Batman, Kurdish, is the and capital of Batman District of Batman Province in Turkey.
2: This doesn't sound like it can be a real thing.
0: No, it's uh, the Batıraman Oil Field, which is the largest oil field in Turkey, is located just outside the city. Batman has a local airport and a military airbase, which is used. From transit of aircraft aircraft and helicopters and some research rescue. So it's
2: it's yeah. probably more like Batman or something like that. <laughs> I mean maybe it is very funny though. Batman.
0: Got a population of three thousand people. I wonder if people go to Turkey and just go to Batman because I would. Because I'm a dope guy.
2: Like if, if I'm right, if I'm world traveling, I'm like, listen, if we can swing a, a pit stop at at Batmon just so I can take a picture with a sign or something.
0: Yeah. Okay, so Batman was created by Bob... Okay, Bill Finger.
2: Oh yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of intrigue about who actually created Batman versus who gets the credit for making Batman.
0: <laughs> yeah, Finger died in 74. Bob Kane Died in ninety-eight. So I wonder if Bob Kane has any idea like what he created. We'll just say Bob for all intents and purposes, we'll just say that Bob Kane's a because that's what's currently recognized. Um, he is in the Will Eisner comic book Hall of Fame in 1996 so you got to see that. Um, but it's, it just be in, I know it's too late now because I was just passed away but I mean all these interpretations of Batman
2: like... There is so much Batman.
0: If he has any idea like what he spawned in like How much of this is kind of like what he had in mind originally, if you know what I mean?
2: I mean, he—you said he died in like '98. Yeah, so he saw—I mean—a solid chunk. He—he would have seen some of it, but I mean, like it probably—it's like any of those things, right? Like the people who first wrote Superman, if they knew Superman would go on to become like the iconography that it is. I mean, same with Batman. Where I was listening to a this episode of First First Issue Club, and they're talking about how um, Marvel's relaunching their Ultimates universe. Like, well, I don't want two different series for each character. Whereas you look at DC, they've got all these other characters, and there's like all these Batman, or Batman-adjacent stories, and they're all good.
0: (laughs) Wait a minute. Okay, so... I also it's the Ring of Honor podcast, but this is Will and I's podcast, and we do whatever the fuck we want. So We haven't talked
2: about Ring of Honor once so far, so...
0: No. Um, so, in Batman debuted in the 27th issue of comic book Detective Comics. Is that what DT stands for, is Detective Comics?
2: Yes. Fuck. Cool. And there is still... There is still a, a series of Batman comics being published today that is called Bat, or that is called Detective Comics. That okay. is separate from like the mainline Batman story.
0: Batman television series. So it was 39. When was the first TV show started? I know it was in the sixties.
2: Yeah, that would have been your, your Adam West, Batman.
0: Because he did a movie, too.
2: He did do a movie.
0: Yeah, it's on HBO, Max.
2: What, what passed for jokes back then was something else. <laughs> Get your shark repellent.
0: Yeah, I was just wondering, like, I mean, how much does, I mean, does the... Is the state of Bob Kane and Bill Fingers, do they get money like every time Batman's used or
2: that I think boils down to like a licensing and royalties thing and I have no idea. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Imagine if you bought that comic book and just left it and you know, 30 years later.
2: Well, I mean that's the so um First Issue Club, they're also talking about how he got a comic that was slabbed. So it's like it's encased in the plastic, whatever, and it's graded. It's the first appearance of the Wasp, who was an original member of the Avengers.
0: Okay.
2: And it's graded at 3.5, which for comics that age is considered really good. Okay. Because of, like, the type of paper and stuff that was printed on. It's like newsprint paper. It just doesn't really... You, you have to really maintain it and at that time nobody was thinking about collecting these things. You know, it's like, oh Jimmy, I got a quarter. Let me go pick up that detective comics off the corner there before we go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> wow.
2: Shit, now they're like anywhere from five to ten dollars for an issue of comic book. Really? I mean, you get what you pay for now, though. I mean, like, like, we were just talking about, like, there's so many artists out there that people will just buy. I mean, I'm one of them. Like, if I see an artist is working on something, I will just buy based on the artist. If I like the story, I like the story, and that's a perk. But, like, I'll buy books just for the pictures. And it's it's
0: utterly ridiculous how good these are. Well, shit, even these ones back in the fucking 30s and
2: 40s. Yeah, there was no tricks back then. You actually had to be able to do it.
1: Yeah.
0: When did uh, when did the TV show start?
2: Take a moment here to thank Shining Wizards Network and Visionaries Global Media for hosting this Ring of Honor Wrestling podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Listen to all the shows, all the episodes.
0: Another great episode of uh, Phoenix Splash podcast just dropped a couple days ago. That was a good one. So shout out to Brett and Jason as uh, they're currently texting about this uh, AEW uh, thing right now. Okay, Cultures. What was the team name?
2: I mean I guess since we're we're just stalling and sputtering and I'm talking about ring of Honor you know it was way better than it had any right to be the new Wolverine versus predator comic yeah. like I saw the covers and there's a ton of variant covers I'm like all right, it was a matter of time before something like this happens, but then I got that first issue and I read it. I'm like, you know, this is actually a way better idea than it had any right to be. That's cool. 1966 TV show started, by the way. 1966. I was negative... uh, 25. twenty-five years old, negative twenty-five.
0: I, I was negative eleven. What? Or negative eleven?
2: How can yeah. that be when you're twenty-two years old?
0: Long time ago, well, long time ago. Were you alive when I was twenty-two? You were alive when I was twenty-two. So, was the Batman TV show the first comic book like adaptation under the screen? I think? When there's.
1: I would think so.
2: Chile, I mean, there might have been like radio programs. I don't know if you want to include those.
0: Oh man, those Green Hornet radio programs were fucking rad. We had a bunch of those tape. Listen, let me show my age here. But my parents, we just had a bunch of radio shows on tape, and my parents would listen when we were driving and stuff like that. People will track those down somewhere. Uh,
2: So, if you, I, as I just did a Google search for "reverse superhero TV show," Superman is what came up as the answer. It was the Adventures of Superman, syndicated in 1952. Wow! Starred star George Reeves and was sponsored by Kellogg's.
1: Yeah.
0: The Adventures of Captain Marvel Nineteen Forty One
1: No shit.
0: Marvel so Marvel's gee ah wow. fucking bananas, dude. All right, Will um, now that we kind of derailed there a little bit, thank you for um, sending me down that rabbit hole. I do mean that, by the way. Um, we've got another question of dishonor here from our good friend, Mr. Brunden, uh the Irish misfit on... Uh, right,
2: before we get too far, I just want to... So I So you said Adventures of Captain Marvel. I looked it up. So this movie's from 1941. Yeah. It's three and a half hours long. Yeah. It's got... A seven point two out of ten on IMDb and a one hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> 100%? Guess I'm gonna have to find this. How many
0: fucking movies are at hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes? That doesn't happen often, does oh, it? I don't know much about Rotten tomatoes, but
2: its budget was one hundred thirty five thousand five hundred fifty three dollars, which in nineteen forty it's a lot it's a lot of money.
0: Yeah. Well, it's probably about four or five million million so.
2: It uh, it did not make that back. Oh shit! Huh? I'm gonna have to try to track this down. Hmm. Then there's a Flash Gordon from 1936. Oh, this is dangerous. The Flash Gordon movie not a uh, not rated nearly as highly as Captain Marvel.
0: Of the universe.
2: So anyway, Brendan, oh, I fucked I fucked it up. I had the volume now. Let's play that again.
1: Yeah.
2: Good call.
0: All right. <laughs> Our question, just dishonor from Brundage. Where my phone just didn't die, but didn't do what it. it's supposed to because it's old. All right. This I uh, started off a great conversation with the three of us. Second uh, question is it's uh, from a surprise guest. So shout out to Brundage's uh, son, Chris. Uh, Chris wants to know what is your favorite wrestling moment ever? It can be live or on TV. Um obviously when I shout out Chris, like I said in my text message here. So uh thank you, Chris, for being such a good kid to our boy Brandon there. We appreciate that. Um he said when he met his first wrestle, uh wrestler at a local event, his name was Smiley. He'll send us a picture later. And uh Will's like Smiley the Luchador, that's him. Uh and there is a picture of Smiley the Luchador and Chris Heaney. That is awesome. Um This is a deep question. Uh, There's just so
2: many. Will, you got anything else off the red? I mean, favorite moment. That's a tough one. There's a lot of moments to pick from.
0: I think when it goes as. I mean, my.
2: My, the first thing that always comes to my head is Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero hugging at the end of WrestleMania, whatever the number was, after they had both won the heavyweight titles for their respective brands. Yeah.
0: That's a big one. Um I don't know. Me being a mark for myself, because I mean, that's that I'm, I'm supposed to be. Uh, I don't even know if I've ever told this story on the podcast. Um, but anyone that knows, I'm a, I'm a pretty big Mance Warner fan. And uh, Mance Warner won his first AAW title in uh, 2019. And it was a pretty cool moment. I'll kind of go in the backstory a little bit. But he yeah, called everybody in the ring and uh, your boy Hi-Fi Tom was in the ring at AAW uh, partying up with Mr. Mance Warner when he won the title. Um, that was really just kind of a cool moment I was actually on, uh, the better part of like the, the intro package for AEW. I mean, me and 40, 50 other marks. Um, and that was all because Jacob Fatu will showed a couple shows and they, uh, they screwed up his put, or they didn't screw up his push, but they turned his push and they gave the belt on to Mantua. So that's why I'm not a big Jacob Fatu man, but, uh, yeah, and then Mance had that title for, I mean, it was a lot of pandemic times, but he carried the title through the pandemic. He defended it all over the place, even when AEW wasn't running. So, um, yeah, that was my first time in a, in an actual wrestling
2: ring. I mean, if, and if it's just got to be wrestling related, I mean, got I know the the feelings about the show are mixed, but when we all got together, went to GCW. Yeah. That was uh that meant a lot to me. That was that was a lot of fun. Again, I know opinions on the show itself mixed. In hindsight, you know, there's bummer's like Kate was sick and found out she had COVID after, not great. But, you know, was you know we, we got to see a show. We went out with Rob and got food after. Yeah, and then Matt pay. Cardona and all those folks came in, Marco Stunt, and Chelsea, they all were in the same diner, like two tables over from us. Yeah.
0: Yeah, me, you, DHB3, and Rob all sitting together, and then obviously the, the pre-party show where you, all those motherfuckers wanted to watch football, and I wanted to get to the show. And I, was one of
2: those, I, was, I was one of those motherfuckers.
0: <laughs> yeah. And we I wanted to
2: see Tom Brady lose.
0: You <laughs> could have met Brandon like eight months earlier um yeah that was that's a really good point Will I mean we got that really epic picture under the sign yeah It's when I was called Mick Foley more times than I ever been called Mick Foley my entire life so I guess that was a
2: compliment right and that's impressive because you're Mick Walkie Tom that's true um yeah that's a good point that was that was a lot of fun
0: you know um you know, for me just being at the at the final, final battle was a great moment, just the whole, you know, thing, and somehow lucky my way in a front row ticket show to my buddy Tristan. Um, that was really cool.
2: Um I wish I could say the same about when I went to death before Dishonor. Not the
0: best show ever.
2: Um my uh my buddy wound up going. He wasn't planning on going. But they kind of undersold. So one of his other friends got like a super discounted price on floor tickets. So he wound up going and having like ringside on the floor. Wow. Cause they didn't sell the, cause they didn't sell the seats and they wanted to fill the seats.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, the way AEW's going now, I mean, don't buy tickets ahead of time. Um, kind of going back to my youth, I don't know if it's favorite moments, but really important moments. This really sticks out to me. I know I told this story in the podcast when my parents split up. Um, my mom and I, not ever, whenever I was staying at my mom's house, we every Friday night, the Friday night I stayed at my mom's house, we'd, we'd get fried chicken, we'd get taco dip, and we'd rent some D, um, wrestling VHSs. I still remember um, Hulk Hogan boxing the big boss man off the top of a big blue cage. You know, it was just like the first time I ever saw anything like that. Um, that was really... a I don't know if it's a favorite moment, but really a big important kind of it was like one of those moments where I was like, I really kind of got wrapped into wrestling. It's was like, whoa, that was intense. You know, it, it's not dhb three story of sneaking into his parents' bedroom and watching wrestling while they sleep in the same bedroom. That'll never get old. I love that story. Um, man, it's just so many. I mean... Yeah, do you have any live moments? Well, besides
2: obviously, besides GCW but I mean, not really. Like, I've had fun at, like, indie shows I've gone to. Like, I haven't, like, really talked to anybody at those shows, and that's more so on me. Like, I'm just not – despite my outgoing demeanor here, I, I tend to keep to myself when I'm, like, out in public, and it – like, I – I get like that social, not necessarily not an anxiety, but like I don't, I get like, kind of, like a wall when I'm like, I should go like say hi or ask for a picture or something. I get kind of weird about it.
0: Yeah, I need to be better about pictures, but honestly, Will, I mean, I really, GC of W, I mean, that's really, can't really top that, not to mention it. That was just such a – obviously it was very pivotal in our relationship because it's the first time we met, you know, we didn't neither of us were mass murderers. It, it was from the infamous shower story. So just that whole time was a great weekend. Yeah, and the show itself was definitely secondary. It really kind of shows that you know wrestling can really bring people together for sure. So
2: And the Wizards did that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I remember I was, I was texting Brandon a bunch, too, because he was already in. I was like, God damn it. You guys were all watching the football, so. Yeah, and then the rest is history, so. I remember it's me, you, and, and David hanging out in, in our uh, hotel room. And we were getting drinks with that random guy
2: that took our picture later on.
0: Didn't we run into him?
2: Yeah, he took our picture. He took the picture. And then we ran and then into we, the bar later. then right? we, we met him at the bar. We saw him at the bar later, yeah. So
0: random. Um, another favorite moment. This is going to sound, I don't know how to explain this, but speaking of AAW, so AAW struggle coming back out of the pandemic. Um, and I went to a, a random show in the back of a swap meet, um, and some Mexican swap meet down in Chicago. And uh, I sat down, I was like, there's like three seats open. I just sat down to this random seat. Um, And it turns out, you know, um, the guy I sat next to, I'm still friends with to this day, like two years later. My buddy Tristan, who I've seen shows all over the country with, you know, I mentioned him earlier. Um, And then my now friend Andy, former guest of the show, you know, came and talked to us. Now Andy and our good friends, just kind of, you know, those people just, you know, if I hadn't sat next to him, maybe I wouldn't be friends with him today. So it was really kind of random, so. Yeah. So Chris, thank you so much, my friend. Um, you know, it was really cool that you were uh, your dad was able to get a good picture of uh, your first time being smiley. The luchador seemed like an awesome experience, but uh, you know um, hopefully Chris takes over his dad's questions of dishonor from going forward here. Uh, just kidding, Brendan. So, but yeah, no, Chris, that was awesome. My friend, we appreciate you. And Brendan, obviously, we appreciate you too. So uh will anything else on that subject?
2: No, I'm I'm ready again to get into some Ring of Honor TV.
1: All right, so we've got Ring of Honor
0: because
2: Tom, we we've got we've got development. <laughs> well, things are happening.
0: Things things are happening. Um, it's you know, not it's, matches
2: we've already seen on a pay per view.
0: No, no, um, and not some new faces, but some new results, which kind of shocked me, but we'll get into that here in a quick second. Let's bring on our TV, episode 108, original air date, October 12th, 2013. Uh, October 12th, 2013, I was just finishing up. Uh, I was actually in um, Newport, Oregon. We were doing some crabbing in Newport, and uh, that's all I can really say about that trip right now on air. Um, yeah, let's definitely one for record books, so shout out to my boy, Trey. The shampoo cleared things up. The shampoo cleared things up. That might be our new gimmick. Uh, but yeah, shout out to my buddy Kelly, And uh, everybody in my Redfish crew. But start a show. Obviously, they uh, they recapped Adam Cole's moment of triumph, and then as Kevin Kelly puts it, his moment of treachery afterwards. And they really put over that Adam Cole kicking Jay G- Briscoe G- G- is like the worst thing that's ever happened in wrestling. I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, and obviously, they go into the, metro, in, into the intro. Uh, Will, I don't know if you ever noticed this or not, but uh, Caleb LaCroix still got his one of his little samples in uh, in the intro. So Caleb Seltzer still lives. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he's still alive after Steve Carino and
2: put him through a barricade.
0: But um,
2: interesting matchup, Will. Well, uh, I mean, he is still alive. He still work. He works uh, up this one. Oh yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah. Oh, speaking of AAW, did I tell you guys that QT Marshall was on AAW yesterday? on Friday? Yes. Developing, uh, Defending that
2: tri- But you didn't go.
0: No, no. I went to Fort instead, which was a lot of fun. Um, probably could have mentioned that in our how, How's It Reband, but um, defending that Triple A Latin American Championship. Um, have you seen this QT Marshall Pentagon match from Triple A a couple months ago? Nope. I'm intrigued to see this, because it's supposed to be one of the most bloodiest matches ever in the history of the world, and that's, like, not an exaggeration.
2: Triple A is on a whole level on its own, too. I mean, bananas.
0: Yeah. I'd love to make it down there, so... Sorry, I was texting somebody well. I forgot to text you now.
2: The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15pm Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we
1: will find you. up everyone went on the shining wizards network be sure to check out wrestling night in canada if we're not recording another kick-ass podcast
2: or playing
0: in punk fans
1: or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums then we're sitting back we're grabbing a couple brews and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling because we're from winnipeg you idiots you like your music heavy then check out radioactive metal on the shining wizards network for over 16 years now radioactive metal has been one of the longest running podcasts over the years we've interviewed some legendary metal acts had some awesome discussions and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is radioactive metal here on the Shining Wizards Network.
0: Um, Alright, so yep, obviously it happened on uh, October 12, 2013, but Will, uh, our current Jerker match, a Adam Page with his horrible intro music, uh, versus ACH, um, interesting uh, pick here, um, quick match unfortunately, uh, but ACH gets to show why ACH does ACH things. Um, you know, at the end of the match, and let's say it wasn't really that quick. uh, ACH comes with a a cross-body block pretty much from Pittsburgh uh, onto Adam Page, but Adam Page rolls up ACH for the win, and Will, I didn't see that coming. Did
2: you? Right. It's not the kind of roll-up that you typically see catch you the win. Because ACH hits the crossbody, and then Page kind of rolls through. And normally someone like Adam Page would roll through into doing, like, a follow-away slam or something. But he just rolled through, hooked the leg, and the match was done.
0: That's the pin on ACH. I mean, I thought I was going to get a foregone conclusion that Page was going to lose this match. You know, they're obviously right Oh,
2: they're it. starting to... They're gonna start using them more, you know. Jimmy Jacobs, I mean, Jimmy Jacobs was supposed to start on Monday. No Jimmy Jacobs on this episode of Ring of Honor TV.
0: Well, this is Saturday yet, so this one's taping on Saturday, so hopefully we see Jamie Jacobs soon. Uh, I was shocked, Will. I really was. I, I, you know, they're obviously very high on ACH, um, and I think this is the first time we've seen Adam Page win, right?
2: No, he's pinned Silas.
0: Oh, that's right. He did pin Silas. Okay, yeah, they're okay. Yeah, they were. they rubber match. Um, you know, I mean, ACH did get to a couple spots to show out. They said, I mean, they crossed by. It was fucking beautiful. They did that one move onto the outside, but I and mean, this match was definitely under five minutes. Um, I was shocked. Yeah, I, I thought ACH would have been the, uh, but I guess maybe Adam Page might get a little pushier, So I guess we'll say, you know, he's only twenty-two years old at this point. So uh, after he's that, he's gonna
2: go home and slow He's going to go home and celebrate with Biscuits.
0: Yeah, he's definitely very aw shucks, um, Adam Page, at this point. Um,
2: 21 years old, right? They said 20 years old, 21 years old?
0: 22. He just turned 22, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Um, Younger than me, even when I was 22. Um, But Nigel gets on the mics, uh, you know, saying some words, uh, definitely putting over this tournament um obviously he's saying that because he's the one to put it together um you know it's pretty cool that you know he's mentioning champa gutting it out with adam cole you know he's hurt you know elgin had a chance to win and uh you know he's not sure why adam cole did what adam cole did um you know but um at glory by honor will this is what i was referring to in last week's episode um did you hear what this main event's going to be for glory by honor an eight-man tag team match with a two-hour time limit.
2: That's right. Because that's what the people want.
0: We're all four of your champions on one of your bigger pay-per-views. We'll be taking on all four contenders for their belts.
2: Did he say... Like, if the team wins, they get the belts, or?
0: I don't know. I don't know I said that. There, there, there are some questions. I mean, if – well, and then he announces, obviously, Michael Elgin's going to be in the match. So, if Michael Elgin pins Kyle O'Reilly, is he half a tag team champ? Um, if he pins Matt Taven or whoever's the TV champ at the time. Uh, a lot
2: of questions. What's I'm saying, like, if it's the number one contenders, is it, like, if this team wins, the number one contender gets all – but then, I don't know. This is dumb. Boo. Boo Nigel McGinnis. What a bad matchmaker he is.
0: And a two hour time limit, Will. I'm like, are you serious? Are we going back to the Carolinas here? Oh. But, um, you know, and they, like I said, he, yeah, Elgin says he's not, now Says number one contender. But, Will, some very familiar, unfamiliar music hits. As a. Uh, the, the infamous Reach for the Sky comes out, and Jay says, How, um, you know, just he's like, Well, how can the champion be in the match? Or how can the champion lose the match when the champion's not even in the match? Um, love that. Jay just hitting hot fire. Um, Jay calls ahead and pull a pitch and about three different ways. Um, and he says he's gonna, be five, he's gonna be clear five days before the uh, glory by honor. Um, Nigel's like, Well, I didn't know. Um, you know, but then Jay calls out Elgin. He's like, you know what? Uh, you know who I did You know who I defended that belt against. and beat Adam Cole. Um, and then Elgin comes out, says a bunch of words. I do love Michael Elgin just kind of stopping Jay in his in his tracks. Honestly, Will, you know Michael Elgin's promos aren't horrible. This one wasn't bad. Um, they kind of go back and forth. They both have cowboy boots on. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, you Know, but Elgin kind of puts Jay on notice. You know, he's like, so I'm the champ, blah 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 blah. So, um, besides the the you know, the announcing of the the main event, what do you think this whole promo will? It's good to see my, uh, Jay Briscoe firing back up, you know, kind of being back to Jay Briscoe. So, it was fine.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it, you know, it does make it feel a little
2: weirder too, right? If Jay Briscoe's like, "I'm going to be ready by this time," it's like, "Well, it doesn't really feel like he was out for that long." Then.
0: Yeah, and five days just such a random number. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll we'll see how it plays out. But I was uh, was definitely thinking you, and definitely shaking my head when Nash was announced, but. Uh, speaking of shaking my head, uh, next week, Will, uh, we will get to watch uh, Mike Bennett and Maria versus Brutal Burgers, Brutal Bob and Cheeseburger.
2: Why? Um, they needed their time kind of- to fill up. Some, uh, some room on the roster and Brutal Bob is still under contract.
0: Cleaning up a Cheeseburger and, uh, but anyways, um, next match, we do get a, uh, the 2012, uh, and actually will probably be named, uh, you know, the award the will be a name for him, uh, breakout star Mike Mondo, um his music doesn't seem to be hidden as much as it used to be versus Roddy. And a rematch of a match they had in Milwaukee in 2012, that was definitely a match of the year contender. Um, you know, they talk about Mike Mondo's back. He's been slimming down. He's been doing uh, some yoga and stuff like that. But uh, another short match. I mean, under five minutes, Roddy hits a power bomb for the win and cuts him up pretty quick. And then Roddy gets on the, you know, on the ring and say, you know, I've won every championship. You know, I've been here for 10-plus years. I've never left. And, you know, blah, blah, Mr. Consistent. And uh, I'm not really sure what the point of that promo was, Will. Is he putting people on notice? Is he going to challenge somebody? Uh, Is he going to be on this all-star team? So, I guess what he's trying to say. Any thoughts on the match and the promo, Will?
2: Wasn't expecting to see Mike Mondo. Was it a short match? We're still giving it some time. So. Well, they had a lot of stuff they got to fit in here.
0: Yeah. I mean, we didn't get four matches, which is pretty rare, so. Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully Mondo gets, you know, comes back and, you know, I don't know if he's going to return to his 2012 glory, but, um, are you OK with, uh, you know, naming uh, the breakout star of the year, uh, the, the Mike Mondo Award? We do got to find some Monday Night Mondo t-shirts, so. Um, after that, we get Martial Law in the ring with VEDA. So it's obviously PT and uh, RD Evans. Um, and they're going to bring some charges out against Outlaw Inc. Uh, but in the meantime, let's face them in the ring. Um, you know, another short match, match starts with all, all makes it a short time. And uh, you know, basically at the end they wanna shake hands. You know, like there's like they're supposed to, like their whole gimmick is Nigel said, You guys can join Ring of Honor if you shake hands and uh wear a suit. So they do it at the same time. You know, Kingston gets in the mic, wants uh the red dragons, uh and to do it prison style. Uh but they eat in the building. And then uh Nigel kinda of says in an offhanded you he's he kinda of glad that uh you know, Red Dragon was not in the building because of the homicide around. Uh, There might be a a riot. Um, Are you aware of the the riot in New York City that Homicide created in uh, 2003? we talked about this?
2: I feel like we've talked about it. Okay.
0: Yeah, basically Homicide said some shit and basically started a full scale riot uh, at Hammerstein. So, on YouTube. Hell yeah. So... Uh, Will, I mean, another short match, another quick promo. You know, I know we kind of talked last week on, you're not a big fan of Outlaw Inc.'s presentation. Um, do you think we're going to get Outlaw Inc. versus Red Dragon sometime soon? And are you excited about that?
2: Based on what they're giving us, you'd think we would. However, I'm not holding my breath.
0: No. No, because, I mean, Red Dragon's still got a. Get some some come up on uh the forever hooligans like they're talking about. So um this this episode obviously will is going pretty quick. You know, we did not have uh there's no eight five five cash now ads. Uh there's no text uh, no. to Ring of Honor at that certain number. Um and we have not seen inside Ring of Honor in a while. I wonder if they kind of did away with it.
2: Well, that's—I mean, mostly I think it's just because we've just been getting the tournament matches, and there's been no Ring of Honor to go inside because they've just been airing stuff they already taped.
0: Yeah, but this is a this is a fresh episode, so but I don't—I think they might have gotten inside Ring of Honor even before that, maybe I don't know. But I know you're sad. Um, but will our main event? It's uh, Jay lethal cashing in his uh his proving ground uh win over Matt Taven a couple weeks ago and it's uh, Matt Taven and the old entourage we've got uh it's Casey Ray we've got Silesia we got scarlet uh, oh we'll talk about that little later the truth martini the truth Martini um, you know Matt starts off um I do like I really really did enjoy this um wow. That lethal fakes a tripping and then for some odd reason now Todd Sinclair is gonna throw Truth Martini. Not for the Right, that's
2: a, that's a great move. I loved it. However, you do question it because Truth Martini does stuff in front of the referees and doesn't get thrown out. All the time. So um But you know, again, for the story, for story purposes, it's a great move.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I really did enjoy that, so that was a lot of fun. Um. And then, um, good back and forth, you know, and obviously, you know, Todd, Will, topsy player kicks everybody out. Um, Taven hits a really nice drop kick on, on Jay Lethal, where Lethal legitimately looked out. I mean, it wasn't a Retitus drop kick, but it was pretty awesome, so. um, You know, Jay Lethal goes to the Lethal Injection, and Will, like you say, every fucking time, you know, Matt Taven's just smart and kicks him in the back of the head. You know, why the fuck wouldn't you? You know, and then, uh, and then at the end of the match, Taven goes up for a suplex off the top rope, A lethal cop knocks him off, and then Taven's kind of hanging out. Uh, lethal drop kicks him. Uh, he pulls him off the top rope, kind of gets him in a torture rack, but uh, Tate even gets his foot caught, and then he kind of moves that into a sweet. It his Climax DDT for a, a relatively quick win um, on Jay Lethal here. So Matt Taven, six months, you know, being TV champion here. Um, any thoughts on the match, Will?
2: Great showing for Matt Taven, right? Another largely unsullied victory.
0: Yeah, I mean, he looks really good. I mean, he shows he can win straight up,
2: you know. Um, very unique. Lethal's putting him over. Yeah. I, I was a little nervous, right, because Lethal won the Proving Ground match. And I'm like, oh, are they Are they not feeling like they're getting what they want out of Taven? Are they going to put the belt back on Jay Lethal? Because they really haven't given him any, like, big feuds since he's had this belt. No.
0: That's a good match, but he's looked really good.
2: Yeah. He's getting better every time.
0: You know, and that climax D T is really sweet. You know. Um you know, and Hampshire's
2: on that Taven.
0: Yeah, the other the second most famous person from Derry New Hampshire. Uh but yeah, Taven went straight up without the house of truth. Uh kind of shocked. Truth gets on you know, afterwards truth comes on the mic, you know, and says, You know, we've got Silesia, the the professional bodyguard, we've got Casey Ray, the professional wrestler, and Scarlet the Professional Professional. We'll let your mind go, but you know, and he said the end, Tim, will be the greatest TV champion of all time uh, with his six-month reign. Um, yeah, I was kind of shocked. I honestly thought Lethal was going to go over here. To be I'm
2: happy to see Matt Tame keep it going, though. Like, it's – that's what, you, you know, we talked about bringing up new talent, building up the new talent. I mean, this is how you do it, right? I mean – we gotta get to a point eventually where Matt Taven you gotta think is either put in a situation where Martini and the hoopla Hotties can't be there or he chooses not to have them there. And maybe that's the issue.
0: Yeah, they were kinda they're kinda building towards that a little bit earlier. Um, you know, with you know, Taven saying I can do this on my own and you know, he's been doing the quote of honor and everything, but I don't know. I'm both see-
2: Truth Martini, not a fan of the Code of Honor.
0: No, no. Um. So, with uh, that being said, obviously, we talked about the main event there of, you know. Um, where is it going with this? Oh, the main event of Glory by Honor. Um. So, obviously, it looks like maybe Michael Elgin is the number one contender for the world title belt. Um, Who do you think would be the number one contender for the TV title in this man? You know, I mean, like to see the Young Bucks on my TV more often. You know, I, I think
2: we're a little ways away from them being regulars on Ring of Honor again.
0: Yeah, I'm trying not to to read book, you know, because I'm not reading the Young Bucks book, which is great, by the way. I don't know if I ever mentioned that on uh good wrestling books, but. Um, yeah, it might be a little bit of ways of waste. I mean, um, you know, where's the mighty don't kneel? You know, our uh,
2: where's Rhett Titus and Cliff Compton?
0: Yeah. You know, it'll be, you know is is Jimmy Jacobs going to be a good guy now? I mean, yeah. What do you think? We'll have to find mean? out. Yeah, I mean,
2: because they're. Is that how they bring Carino back? Because they're welcoming back Jimmy Jacobs. Is Steve Carino going to be like, hey, remember me? I was on TV again like a month and a half ago, and then it was never brought up again.
0: Yeah, so at least we're through the tournament. That's all done, so we'll see. Hopefully they can start building some stuff.
2: Um, Thank goodness.
0: Yeah. You know, and like Will said, hopefully they start giving, you know, if they're going to give Taven the belt, man, I mean, just – Get him some matches, man. The guy the guy's on a roll. You know. Yeah, I guess it's gonna be an interesting uh interesting time in Ring of Honor. But uh Will, we haven't done our, our what you've been reading uh segment in a little while there. What you've been reading lately, by the way.
2: So I mentioned it somewhere between here, but I recently read uh, the series Gideon Falls by Jeff Lemire yeah. and Andrea Sorrentino. Um, I've got a, a big stack of two read single issues. I've got plenty of collected things. Um, I'm partway through volume one of a series called Killer Be Killed. Oh, nice. Which is a. Uh, Kind of a take on not necessarily a superhero, but we'll say like a, on a vigilante story. Okay. I picked it up in a clearance section for
0: $3. I love those moments.
2: Um, and uh, there's there's a lot of good stuff coming out in the next couple months. So, I mean, I've got to catch up on my, my To Be Red pile so I can be ready to to get in on all the stuff that starts coming out in October?
0: Yeah, I know my uh, my queue is pretty full cool on, on my book, too. So I don't know if we ever talked about. It. Have you ever read? Uh, I'm assuming you've heard of Coraline, Neil Gaiman's.
2: I've heard of it. I haven't read it, and I have not watched the movie.
0: Um, I haven't watched it either, but yeah, Faith's got. I idea that or she read it. I mean, she's read it like four times in the past couple months. Um, so yeah, that's on my my to read list over soon and later. So yeah, looks like I got a lot of graphic novels. I think
2: it's here. great that like one of the uh, one of the editors brought pieces or whatever from Coraline home and had the kid read it to get like a, a kid's perspective on it. And people are like, well, it's it's quite frightening to children. It's like, well, we had a child read it, and the kid said he was too afraid to say it was too scary. Interesting. I've never actually read anything by Neil Gaiman. But he's written a lot of stuff, he's made a lot of comic books.
0: Well, what else has he done?
2: I know the name. Oh, he did um, Sandman is a big one. He did a, a series for the DC imprint Sandman um, and they just did a series on that on who, the, who, who was that Sandman for? Is that Prime? Prime Netflix? Okay. One of those two got a Sandman series. He's got a lot of I want to say Good Omens, which there's a show with um, David Tennant and Martin Sheen, I believe, is one of his vehicles, too.
0: Hmm. Huh. Speaking of Martin He's Sheen. He's
2: friends of Alan Moore. I
0: don't know Alan Moore. had any friends. He's got a couple. Yeah, it's funny. Actually, I'm watching. Speaking of Martin Sheen, I've been watching The West Wing lately. So, but well, cool. Well, Will, will um, as always. Thank you. Um, you know, and uh, shout out to our wives for the usual. You know, shout out to our cats. Shout out to our coworkers. Um, thank you so much, Visionaries Global Media. It's glad to have Chad Diesel back uh, doing the review from the Gold Post. Even though I'm not much of a American football fan anymore, it's always good to hear those guys. So. And uh, obviously, shout out to the Shiny Wizards. Make sure you check out you know all the great shows on there. But uh, Will, my friend, uh, I appreciate you doing this kind of you know kind of pivoting here. But uh, anything else you want to put over here for Pull a Train to the Station?
2: Nothing besides the usual stuff: Visionaries Global Media, Shining Wizards Network, our wives, and uh, the uh, hopefully you know double-digit listeners we got out there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so if, if you're listening, just hit us up. So we appreciate, you know, obviously shout out to Freeds. We know you're an oser. Uh, Shout out to SJ. Uh, glad, you know, things are kind of trending upward for you, SJ. Um, GHB3, you know, and everybody. But, uh, yeah, let us know. Um and I'm going to put it out there, too. Um, You know, Will and I need some theme music. You know, I, I put out a couple feelers to some musicians I know that know success. So, uh, you know, let some brothers know. If you want to write us a Ring of Honor Reverie song, we'll pay for it, so um yeah and you'll get credit every week but uh, yeah thank you so much will and uh we'll talk to everybody next week
1: this has been a visionaries global media production visionaries global media envisioning excellence on a global scale